Well, it's quite an eventful week in Ohio high school sports. On Monday night, the OHSA announced a new interim executive director. On Tuesday, Lieutenant Governor John Houston said that contact sports can have a one-week trial basis until July 15th, following all health guidelines. And on Tuesday night, the OHSA sent a memo showing some promise for the upcoming fall sports season. I decided to sit down and talk with OHSA Senior Director of Communications, Tim Street, about all these topics and more. Welcome back to the WCPO High School Insider Podcast, Tim. How are you? I'm doing good, Mike. Thanks. Always good to be on with you. Uh, Thanks for uh, uh, all you do for high school sports. Well, thank you for quite a uh, busy week here in in the OHSA and and high school sports in general around the state of Ohio. Here we are, uh, July 9th, as we record this. And um, usually July, from my experience, I've been doing this for quite a long time, as you have, Tim, too. We know that July is... uh, quote unquote, a slower month for uh, a lot of things, but just the opposite, obviously, uh, this week. So um, obviously on, on Monday night, the OHSA announced that Bob Goldring is the interim executive director there the, of, of the OHSA, and uh, he replaces Jerry Snodgrass. And um, a lot of news that followed up from that. Uh, John Houston, the lieutenant governor, announced uh, that uh, high school sports, contact sports, it is, will have a one-week uh, trial basis, per se, that that will allow for competition, games, and tournaments until July 15th. And then, obviously, UHSA sent a memo out uh, earlier this week as well with some details about uh, this upcoming fall season. So let's get right into it, Tim. A lot of news this week and, uh, obviously, a change of leadership there at the UHSA. Um, I've I've heard from a lot of people, you know, what impact that that may have for this uh, upcoming fall and, um, you know, what's kind of the complexion like now uh, of the OHSA office and, and just kind of moving forward as we try to restart uh, everything for August 1st. Sure. Well, you're right. The Monday was definitely uh, a big day and I, none of us really knew that it would happen on Monday. Uh, so that was a bit of a, a surprise. However, I, I uh, have said several times that uh, it was not a, uh, a quick decision by our board. It wasn't a knee jerk reaction. Uh, nothing, uh, um, happened that was a one situation or one incident. Uh, this had been building for a while. Um, so, um, you know, we were, uh, we were um, prepared by the board uh, on Monday that this announcement was going to be made Monday night. And uh, really the meeting with the board was that our staff is still um, here uh, and we're empowered to do our jobs. In fact, we need to do our jobs better than ever. Um, and we need to work together and, uh, you know, you mentioned Bob Goldring as the new interim executive director. And, and Bob is very well liked uh, among the staff. Bob's been with us for 25 years and really is uh, the right person to lead us right now. He uh, uh, is very good at bringing our staff together. Um, if we have a situation or a question, um, which right now with the restart of high school sports and COVID, he's already done that in the, the two days that he's been uh, as executive director. So our staff is working better and harder uh, now more than ever. Um, certainly a change in leadership is uh, going to be shocking for a lot of people, especially those that really knew and loved Jerry. Uh, and there were a lot of those out there. Um, but, you know, we're going to start our national search next week. And, uh, you know, the ironic thing, though, is it probably will be after we know whether or not fall sports will happen. Uh, it'll probably be a long time after that that we get the new executive director in. So for right now, it's uh, Bob and, and us that are on the staff, and uh, we got to pick up some of those pieces and move forward, and we've already started doing that. 
Well, obviously, as I mentioned, uh, one of the um, first orders of business for for Bob Goldring sent out that memo to member schools on Tuesday night. And uh, really, I, I took away from it uh, a confident feeling going forward with um, the OHSA emphasizing that uh, everything is proceeding as normal, quote unquote. Uh, you know, obviously mentioning that the caveat that anything can change or be canceled or modified at, at a moment's known moments notice during this pandemic, but uh, uh, how much, what did you take from that memo in terms of uh, having everything start August 1st and proceeding, um, you know, forward with these, uh, these postseason tournaments for all 10 fall sports? Sure. Well, and, and I'm glad that uh, folks saw the, the memo. It's posted on our site right now if uh, people have not seen it, but we were really happy with the memo because it really addressed and put to bed some of the rumors that were out there that up until that memo, we had not wanted to address and we wanted to address them. And so that memo was able to do that. Um, You know, obviously you and I have talked and there's all kinds of rumors out there about, do we want to move football to the spring? Do we want to flip flop the fall and spring seasons? Well, that memo clarified that, no, we don't want to do that. You know, we want August 1st, all of our fall sports start practice we want schools to have a regular season and we want to do our tournaments in October, November. That's what we want to do. That's what we're planning on doing. Having said that though, Governor DeWine and the Ohio Department of Health are calling the shots. And if they tell us that we have to change and, and make some kind of modification, well, then we have to do it. And we'll adjust quickly. Uh, we have the staff in place to do that and the communication channels uh, to do that. But at the moment, we are planning on everyone to starting on August 1st. Um, but, you know, I will say, too, we watch Governor DeWine's press conferences, just like most Ohioans do, waiting for any updates, waiting for permission for August and September for two schools to play each other in football. Right now, that permission has not been granted. Um, so, you know, things could change quickly. We get that. But at the same time, we are hoping and planning that, our fall sports start uh, practice on August 1st, like they're scheduled to. How challenging is that from your standpoint, from a communication side where you hear all these rumors I and mean, a lot of people mentioning spring football and I don't mean to just single out football, obviously, but in this instance, there's been so much um, said on social media and so much, you know, just, you know, rumors in general. I mean, how do you kind of block all that out? Almost like a student athlete or a coach when you hear the, the audience or the crowd noise, but uh you know, how much time do you have to dedicate to, you know, squashing some of those rumors or, you know, responding to emails or calls or whatever it might be from media who want to get some answers that think that this might have some uh, validity to it? Well, first of all, from, from our school administrators or from members of the media, such as yourself, I'm always going to respond to those. Um, I'm going to try to do the best I can to answer any questions. Uh, however, a lot of the rumors are just, uh, timsportswebsite.com on Twitter. And, uh, you know, especially on social media, we don't respond or react to those kinds of rumors or questions on social media. When you start doing that, you start getting dirty. You start getting in the weeds with people that want you to play in the mud with them. And the OHSA's social media accounts don't do that. We provide information. Right now, we're sending out a ton of information about Lieutenant Governor uh, Pustead's new campaign for I Want a Season. That is what our message is. Um, if someone would tweet at us, are we moving football to the spring? We don't respond to those. Um, we're not going to, you know, you, you could spend all day and night playing that game if you wanted to, and we're not going to do that. I, I guess I've been doing it long enough that 
Um, I don't even pay attention to those anymore. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes open for requests from the media and our, our member schools, and, and we'll help them every chance we can. Just staying with football for a second, Tim. Um, I did report uh, about a week or so ago. Time all runs together, as you know very well. But uh, football administrator Bo Rugg, assistant commissioner there, he mentioned he's working on multiple scenarios for the football season. Didn't want to get into specifics, totally understandable. Um, but uh, is that one of those situations where it's just best to keep that close to the vest? Um, you know, because obviously I think anybody would know that you have to plan for anything these days and all discussions are on the table. Um, is that just something that is best kept within the office now, or do you foresee a situation where publicly, you know, these scenarios might be laid out for, for an audience, whether it be the coaches association or the public in general? Sure. Well, actually I'll, I'll answer that question kind of with what could happen or, or with the back end of that. So I'll just give you one example. I I've shared this scenario uh, a lot. Um, let's say that today or tomorrow, Governor DeWine says uh, football, contact football games, regular football as we know it, can occur between two schools, but not until October 1st. I'm just making that up. But if that is, or or September 1st, you know, September 1st, you've already played a game. Um, Well, if, if, if it's an announcement happens like that, where we are directed that contact sports cannot happen until a certain date, well, then we have to adjust on our end. So those are the kind of scenarios that we're planning for and talking about. If contact sports, um, I'll give you a couple examples. If contact sports between schools are not permitted until September 1st, well, here's the plan. But on the on the back end of that, think about this. If, if there's a scenario where he says contact sports are permitted to happen August 1st, but they must end on November 1st. Think about that for a second. Well, now schools can play their regular season games, and that's great, but now there's no playoffs. So there's a scenario for that. So, um, you know, there there's a lot of different options, a lot of different scenarios. Um, once we get any concrete dates or permissions from the governor, then we take whatever scenario fits with that or a couple scenarios and present that to our board of directors, get their, their buy-in, their approval, and then we go from there. Last thing on football, um, any idea when the state football finals venue may be announced? Because obviously that has not been determined. Good question. Yeah, we don't have a signed agreement yet for the site of the 2020 football state championships. Um, Jerry had been working on that. Um, so, of course, now Bob Goldring will pick that up. Um, hard to tell when that would get uh, finalized. Uh, I do know that at this point in, in early July, because of everything that's happened now, we're not in a hurry to do that. Um, and most years, we would have already wanted to sign an agreement so that we could start promoting it, selling all session ticket packages, parking passes, uh, you name it. Um, and this is a strange year. And uh, this is just one more example of things that I, I, at this point, we're going to have to wait for a little bit, not only till, till Bob Goldring gets, um, gets involved in it, but also till we see what the season's going to look like. Bob mentioned in the memo Tuesday night about a guidance document um, in working in conjunction with the governor's office, obviously, um, and about the return of interscholastic athletics. Um, besides health guidelines, I mean, I'm assuming that is made up most of it without giving 
too many details since it hasn't publicly been released. Um, what do we expect from that? And also, do we see attendance and transportation issues being included in that, or would that be something separate for athletic directors? That's a good question. I think we may have um, a, a section or two on transportation or attendance, but I, at this point, and this is just me talking, I think those two sections in particular will say you have to check with your local uh, board of health. Um, so transportation, I think that is entirely going to be up to the school district. Um, and I think a lot of school districts already have plans for transportation and, and that's, they're, they're the experts in that. They have transportation directors, let them handle that. From an attendance standpoint, I don't think the OHSAA would want to get into the business of saying how many fans can be into a game. I really think that would be the decision of your local health department. Um, and, and a school district could even go stricter than that. But, you know, all along, and, and part of why I say that is because all along, uh, the governor and the Ohio Department of Health have been making the decisions on, can we have mass gatherings or not? Do you have to wear a mask or not? Um, can you allow 10% of your capacity into the stadium? Can you allow 50%? That's not the OHSA making those calls. I think that'll be the health experts and the governor that will say how many people can be uh, can be inside. I, just if I was guessing, I would say that a, a possible scenario is your county board of health will say, uh, Based in now, and Hamilton County may be different from Dart County, which could be different than Franklin County. We're in a level three right now here in Franklin County, and I think Hamilton County is too. So it could be that in Hamilton County, for for any facility, take your capacity, and whatever that number is, you can allow twenty five percent of that capacity inside. Um, but in Dart County, it could be fifty percent. So. You know, I don't think that's an OHSA decision. Um, I think that'll be more of the Ohio Department of Health and the governor. Also mentioned in that memo was uh, um, something regarding the student-athlete acknowledgement um, in, in pledge form, if you will. We saw Ohio State football um, do this. Uh, I believe it's called Buckeye Pledge. Um, but can you give us any insight on, on what that may entail as far as just, you know, educating student-athletes and their families Um if this is included in one of these documents? Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head, Mike. I think it's an educational document. It is, I don't, from my understanding, it's not a legally binding document. It is not basically a, we, we waive all right of liability. Um, we're, we're not legal experts either. So we, I, I think kind of following Ohio State's lead, basically those student athletes, and, and I think they're gonna have all students sign the Buckeye Pledge, which basically, is an as an education awareness piece that yes I'm coming back into a college campus setting where COVID-19 exists there is a chance I'm going to get it but also here are four or five things that I can do to help protect myself and I think that's what the agreement is meant to do but uh, but no it's not a, a legally binding document and I think um uh, our staff and then our our board uh, next week will look at that and and make any other decisions Remind me, uh, volleyball was mentioned in the memo as a, correct me if I'm wrong, non-contact sport. Um, so uh, girls volleyball, in theory, would have the go-ahead uh, for August 1st for official start of practice. Can you just kind of maybe explain maybe some of the, um, I know it was kind of a gray area, as it mentioned, between the, the language there and what it meant, but uh, maybe some of the other sports 
who um, are in the same situation, a low or no non-contact sport that is given uh, a green light to go, in other words, to, to go for this fall. Sure. Well, th- this goes back to May 26th when Governor DeWine announced uh, that I believe it was six sports were classified as low contact or no contact. And those six sports could resume competition between multiple teams. Um, the most common one people are going to think of are baseball and softball. There's been a lot of baseball and softball summer leagues going on because those are permitted, but golf and tennis are two, and, and also track and field. So those were the sports that were on the list that was approved, and that was it. Volleyball was not on that list. Uh, cross country is not on that list, um, but track was. So, you know, I guess you could say cross country is in that gray area where they had track on the list, but not cross country. Um, we've been asking for answers on that too. Um, the volleyball situation is very interesting because um, there was a, a, a court case in Carroll County last week that involved the Ohio Department of Health and the governor's office uh, and the OHSA had a presence in that, that court case. And it came, that topic came up, the sport of volleyball came up. And uh, an attorney for the governor said that is not a contact sport. So they, throughout this court case, then disclose that volleyball is permitted to be contested between two schools. So that's what then led to the announcement on, uh, on Monday that volleyball is now permitted to happen between two schools. So as we sit right now, and again, that, that's not the ideal way to find that out. We, we have been asking about that. We're still asking about cross country, but we don't have an answer yet. And the governor's the one making the calls. But at the moment for our fall sports, uh, boys and girls golf, girls tennis, and now girls volleyball are the three sports that have already been approved to be contested between two schools. So we know we can have those sports. And what we're now waiting for is permission for the contact sports, which we have four of those in the fall, field hockey, soccer, football. And at this point, we have to say cross country is one of those two. As part of the the, uh, reopening of Ohio, um, there's been a a task force or a state advisory committee um, that the OHSA has been involved with. Uh, Obviously, Jerry Snodgrass was on there. Um, Does that go to Bob Goldring or does that just go to the OHSA in general? I guess I'm just curious, and what is the communication link now with uh, specifically Lieutenant Governor Houston? Yeah, I think that will be Bob Goldring that will take over that seat. And Bob has already spoken with uh, Lieutenant Governor Husted a couple times. So that line of communication uh, did not shut down. It is still there. Um, and as we've talked about, it, it took a while for the OHSA to have a seat at that table. But we, we did finally get that. Um, Go- uh, Lieutenant Governor Husted is aware of the change and uh, has already talked to Bob a couple times. So I think that line of communication will still be there. You've been fielding a lot of calls, a lot of emails, a lot of uh, interview requests this week, Tim. I'm just curious, uh, you you do uh, such a great job of uh, handling a lot of the state media uh, from week to week and especially during the school year. But uh, what's the biggest challenge for you just um, day to day now as as we get to the point here where we're we're counting down the days to August 1st? Wow, good question, Mike. I have not been asked that one yet. Uh, My biggest challenges... um, well, I'll, I'll share one that I'm sure no one cares about other than my family. But um, personally, I had a staff of five interns that were outstanding. Um, 
loved them. They, they, we basically had a six person office here in the communications at the OHSAA. And among our budget cuts back in April, I had to let all of them go. So I'm flying solo with uh, everything from our social media to our website, to communications, to our handbook is what we're editing right now, which has our bylaws and sports regulations. That, that's a big summer project. And uh, all of that now is on my desk, uh, working with some of our staff and, and Bob Goldring. But without the help of my staff that I've typically relied on for things like uh, a lot of our popular website items, our open dates page, our job openings page, just posting the weekly memos from all of our sports. Um, that is my challenge now because there's a lot of things that now I cannot get to. Um, record book updates are sitting on my desk right there, which I haven't got to yet. So if there's any schools in Cincinnati that sent me a, a record book item, I'm going to get to it, I promise. But Personally, that's my biggest challenge. That's more of a personal workflow, time management. I think other than that, the biggest challenge is just um, trying to communicate as best we can that the OHSA is following the directive of the governor, the Ohio Department of Health, um, or trying to, through media interviews, which have been a lot this week, um, that a lot of the rumors out there are just that, they're just rumors and look for guidance from the OHSA and from following Governor DeWine and Lieutenant Governor Husted and Ohio Department of Health. Look to those experts. Um, and right now, try to be safe. You know, the safer we are now, the more likelihood is we'll have fall sports. Besides the I want a season social media campaign and, and encouraging everybody to wear a mask and everybody that's associated with high school athletics, I mean, what would you tell just a high school sports fan, maybe it's a parent, um, about this upcoming fall? Because I get this question all the time, whether it be from a coach, an athletic director, or somebody just involved in high school sports, you know, what's your feeling about the fall? You know, we're going to have a fall season. I mean, I guess give me a sense of maybe optimism because we, I think we all need that at this point. Uh, and how much patience is a virtue in all this? Because I think that gets lost in, in the whole bigger picture. Sure. Um, well, I, if I was a betting man, I would bet money that we are going to have all of our fall sports. And I'm optimistic, um, but I think we will. And I think uh, uh, one piece of evidence is, as we talked about at the beginning, we're right now we're in a one-week period, a trial period, where contact sports can happen between schools. So I know as soon as Lieutenant Governor Husted announced that on Tuesday, I'm sure emails and phones were blowing up with, hey, let's get a, a basketball shootout scheduled for Saturday at X school or wherever. You know, so schools have been dying to do that. I mean, that's what summer's all about. Basketball camps, soccer camps, uh, mini camps, uh, football seven-on-seven -seven competitions. That's what summer is for high school sports, and, and that had not been permitted yet. So um, I know that it was uh, quick. It was a sudden announcement. I think if it was... Um, uh, maybe started Monday through Sunday, that would have been even better. But so schools right now have been given the green light to do that. I think you're going to see a busy weekend in high school sports across Ohio, which is a good thing. And if we get some numbers back in the next 10 days that are good and numbers start trending the right direction and we don't have any other repercussions of this one week trial period, well, that's a good first step to getting back to trying to have a normal start of the fall. And that's the biggest thing. We just got to get it started. Um, now, if, if something happens and 
like what we had in March, where on a on a particular day you got to shut it down. You know, we got to cross that bridge when we come to it. But I think that for for everyone's um, for everyone's interest, not only in sports, but as Governor Dewine said, um, the medical experts are encouraging kids to be back in school, and that's the medical experts. That's not the OHSA. So if the medical experts say that the kids should be back in school, well, then that means that we should be doing school sports too. So. Um, I'm optimistic, and uh, of course, we have to adjust at a minute's notice, but um, we're, we're hopefully planning for the best option right now. Tim, you've been more than generous with your time. Always appreciate your perspective. Thanks very much. Thanks, Mike. Well, certainly plenty of insight there covered by OHSA Senior Director of Communications, Tim Street. We're going to continue to follow all the developments regarding Ohio high school sports as we make the countdown to August 1st as the official practice day for all 10 fall sports that are sanctioned in the state of Ohio. So be sure to check out WCPO.com for all my stories about all these topics this week, including the new interim executive director, uh, Lieutenant Governor making news this week with Contact Sports, along with details of that OHSA memo that was sent Tuesday night to member schools. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon.